Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sportswire. My name is Vinny Abrazella and I'm here with you. Today is Tuesday, October, I'm sorry, Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. I want to remind all of you to go out there and vote if there's uh, elections in your local municipalities for uh, mayor and uh, alderman and whatever. I know in my hometown of New Britain, Connecticut, we are voting for mayor. And I highly recommend you get out there and vote. I personally would vouch to have you vote for Republicans and get the Democrats and the liberals out of office, if there are any. Um, But either way, as long as you're getting your voice heard, if you don't go out and vote, you can't have any right to complain later on. And I tell that to people in my life that, you know, they don't go out and vote. And then they want to complain about, you know, Trump or complain about anybody. And it's like, well, then you should have gone out and vote and voted. You know, one vote doesn't necessarily change anything, but at least you're getting it out there. Because if you get 25, 30 even up to 300 people that don't normally go out and vote and they go out and vote and they vote for the same person because they're all fed up with whatever, that can change an election. That can easily change an election. Um, And, you know, I know in America, especially for president, we go by the electoral college where it doesn't go by popular vote, which there are pros and cons to each, and I get it. Like in 2000, Al Gore won the popular vote, but George W. Bush... Uh, won the election, the electoral votes. And then again, in 2016, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote and Donald Trump won the electoral votes. And the reason for that is, well, it evens out the playing field, so to speak. Because when you take, for instance, the, uh, you know, this, how the uh, citizens of the U.S. are, you know, laid out, so to speak. You have New York and Boston and, you know, Los Angeles and California where, you know, or well, yeah, Los Angeles, New York City, Boston, and all these places where they're uh, crammed in together, okay? Big city, big, huge city where you got two or three million people in this one little area. But then you've got... Places in Montana, you know, where you have literally a thousand people for the city. And so what the Electoral College does is it really uh, kind of evens the playing field. However, it could be changed. And what I suggested was breaking it down to, you know, municipalities because The way the Electoral College works, and for those of you that don't know, and for those of you that are listening abroad, because I do have a very big uh, French uh, listen uh, for people, Um, but what it is, is each state is represented by uh, the number of representatives in the House of Representatives, okay? So, for example, the House of Representatives is made up of... A number of people from each state based on geographic area. Whereas the Senate is a, a, a fixed amount. Two senators per, excuse me, a per, two senators per state. Which is why there are a hundred senators in Washington in terms of the, the 
the federal, the, excuse me, the country's Senate. However, with that said, how it's broken up is, for example, in Connecticut, we have eight electoral votes because we have eight representatives in Congress. And while I'm thinking of it, let me just kind of give the breakdown of... uh, Here we go, electoral votes by state. Okay, let's just get over there. All right, so Connecticut has seven. Okay, so that's because we're broken down into seven uh, representatives. Okay, in order to win the presidency, you need to have 270, which is the majority of, elect- of electoral votes. Okay, and that was put by the uh, 23rd Amendment. And it's simply because uh, it had no, you know, it was hard to count. It was hard to allow, like we saw in the 2016 election, the majority of people in in New York alone, okay, pushed the popular vote. But they don't, that majority of people don't speak for the entire majority of the state or of the country. So they had to put in there, you know, for it, for it. So, the pres- the next presidential election is on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. So, again, I recommend you get out there and vote for Donald Trump to give him a second, uh, a second term. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's broken down. You get the amount of uh, representatives you have plus your two senators. So, can I get, like I said, have seven. So, we have five uh five senators in Congress and then the two senator, uh, five representatives in Congress and two senators. I believe that's how it is. Alabama has nine. Alaska has three. Arizona has 11. California has 55. Uh, New York has 29. California by far has the most. And Texas has 38. So, and Florida has 29, amazingly. So that's the amount of, so if you take... You know, the amount of people that are in a concentrated area compared to the people in uh, a, a, a less dense area, you know, it doesn't even out. It doesn't go correct. You know, it doesn't even out. Let me just put it that way. So that's why we do that. But anyways, tomorrow or today, I should say, is for is the election for municipalities, for local government, for local aldermen, local treasurer, local whatever, mayor, and I will be voting Republican, and I will be voting to uh, keep Aaron Stewart in the mayor's uh, quarters there in the town hall for New Britain, So I, and she's doing a great job for New Britain, so I recommend you highly go out there. Last year, she did kind of have uh, governor gubernatorial aspirations, but she ended up dropping out of the race, which I really kind of mad that she did. I think she could have beat this idiot that we have in office and governor in Connecticut now, Dan Lamont, who's just Daniel Malloy, Dan Malloy Jr., and actually even worse, if you can imagine. Uh, but that's what it is. So I recommend you get out there and vote. Uh, get your voice heard, because if you don't vote, you have no reason to complain if something doesn't go your way. All right, with that being said, Again, I want to thank you all for listening here on Anchor.fm. 
I've decided for uh, the first time ever to participate in No Shave November. And what that is, is basically you are saying that you're not going to shave and whatever money you would, you would spend on your shaving needs, whether it's shaving cream, razors, whatever, that you would donate it to, you know, uh, cancer awareness. And they're working with St. Jude's and one other, one other, uh, uh, nonprofit organization, another organization that helps with cancer awareness and fighting cancer. So I highly recommend, um, the link is on the anchor.fm page. So go to sportswireaudio.com, which brings you to our anchor FM page. And then the link is there, uh, no-shave.org slash, I think, uh, member slash Vinny AAU1. So go over there, donate. Um, I don't really care so much about you supporting the show as, as I care about you helping cancer research. Um, I've, uh, I lost my grandfather back in 1989 to, uh, I believe it was colon cancer. You know, I was young. I, I really didn't know much about it at the time. But as I've gotten older, people that I've known have, uh, you know, gotten breast cancer and, and they fought it and beat it, and, and which is great. You know, it's, it's really great. You know, not to mention Roman Reigns with his uh, leukemia diagnosis, which is also, a, I believe it's a bone cancer or blood cancer. Um, so I highly recommend that. And uh, if you're willing to go out and... Um, and help out. I'll, I'll probably put the link in the description page or the description uh, of this show. So uh, definitely help out. Um, with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, I'm not going to go over too much wrestling or sports today because that was the whole point of doing the daily show. It wasn't always going to be about wrestling. It wasn't always going to be about one subject. We were going to do different uh, subjects every single day. And, and for the most part over the past, you know, two, three weeks that we've been doing the daily show, it's been all about wrestling. So very little about anything else. So today I just wanted to kind of talk from the, talk from the hip and, uh, you know, give you guys out there, just go out there and help out. Um, we're getting into November this past Sunday at my church, the greater Hartford church of Christ. We had our cancer awareness uh, slash cancer survivor uh, service. And just when you find out people that you know, that you've, you know, gone to church, church with for a while, that, that you've, you know, interacted with, that they have beaten cancer or had a loved one succumb to the disease, uh, it's hard. And cancer is one of those things that you don't screw with. Um, they have made leaps and bounds uh, to find it, but to fight it and to find cures for it. Um, but still, one one in was it one in five men and one in six women throughout their you know in their lifetime will be diagnosed with some type of cancer. So it's it's a serious subject. So go out there and really. I guess the the whole thing is to just really show you care, help help out, help uh, you know, send you know donate to a cause, help them find cures. Um, you know they're 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 finding cures all the time that 
you know, can combat some of these other forms of cancer that are quote unquote unbeatable that are, you know, detected late. And you know, a lot of it could be the food we're eating and the garbage that we're eating, you know, when it comes to processed foods, you know, fast foods. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and, and give you statistics from, from uh, research tests and, and everything because that's not who I am and I never have been that. But, you know, this month while we head into the head into Thanksgiving, instead of spending your money all on, you know, food for, you know, Thanksgiving meal, couple things you can do to help help people. You can go out and, number one, get some food and donate to the local soup kitchen, food pantry, to help out those that are less fortunate. You know, I know at Stop and Shop, they, you know, they have a box where you could, literally, I think it's pay $5 or $10 to, to donate that box to the soup, to the food pantry. Um, and just take the time to help out. I, Casey 101, or I should say, Clear Channel Communications in, in uh, Hamden, iHeartRadio. Um, they do their annual stuff a bus. You know, they wanted to stuff, some, stuff the school buses with, you know, turkeys and, and the trimmings. And if you, if you go to ShopRite and, you know, if you, stop, if you shop at ShopRite and you spend $400 from, I think, like last month until almost Thanksgiving... You could earn a free turkey or turkey breast or ham or whatever. Um, if you're in the position that you don't necessarily need a freebie, donate it. You know, definitely help out those that are less fortunate this year. Um, now more than ever, we have to pull together as a community, as a unity, as a human race. You know, there's so much hate out there in the world. There's so much prejudice and racism and, and everything. And it's still there after all these years, you know. And it looked like it was either quieted down or hidden or, um, you know, less at the forefront of society before Obama became president. And, and honestly, even when, you know, I think Obama preyed on the people that wanted change, you know, and he, he, he made a lot of promises and he did a lot, he said a lot of stuff and it was all talk because all he did was ruin this country uh, until Trump came in to help to, to fix it. Um, but racism was almost dead. And I don't want to say it was dead because there were still people out there that are, you know, that were racists and everything, but it wasn't as widespread as it is now. Uh, it seems like Obama's presidency really, opened up the the wound of racism here in the country, which is sad because, you know, we've been through all this before, you know, and, and a lot of people, and I'll say it, you know, a lot of African-Americans, you know, black people, if you will, you know, are, have a chip on their shoulder and think white people owe them something because of slavery. And, you know, the thing is, First of all, the very the first slave owners were actually black from Africa, and they sold other slaves to America. And you know that's the part of history that kind of gets overlooked at times because we don't because they don't want to hear it or we don't want to acknowledge that. We just think, oh well, all you know, all the all the South people, the Confederate flag stood for slavery and racism. No, it didn't. you know, and it's like 
but it's such an easy card to call and, and to, to to say nowadays that um, it's just such an look at the whole thing with Jordan Miles last week, okay? And and I I did quite a number of shows on it. Matt Coon did a couple of shows on it. Um, and, and I'm sure every wrestling podcast out there did did a lot of did, did some shows on about it. Here's the deal, okay? The race card is very easy to pull, okay? Instead of holding yourself accountable um, to whatever reason, for whatever reason. For example, with Jordan Miles, he approved the design. Now, for, okay, maybe he did approve the design on a white t-shirt. Fine, but you approved the design that it was, quote-unquote, teethy or toothy. Um, you know, a big smile with, with white teeth, with your name in it. You approved it. The fact they put it on a black shirt, you know, it's irregardless, okay? It was not done as a racist act. And that's the problem is that it's always pulled as a race card. Um, you know, there are people that are in jobs that don't do, you know, that don't do their jobs properly, but employers are afraid to fire them because, you know, the person is of a different race, you know, and they'll call, call cry racism, you know, and lot, I've seen it a ton of times and it's sad. It's one of the easiest excuses to not hold yourself accountable. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that all black people are bad workers. I'm not saying that at all because there are a lot of them that are really great at what they do. No matter what area of, of, of whatever industry, career they're in, they do a fantastic job of. But here's the thing. Not everybody, okay? First of all, nobody that's alive today has ever owned or ever been a slave, okay? Other than corporate slavery, when you, when you work for somebody and they take out, you know, and they don't pay you what, what, what you're worth. That does exist, but that's everybody. That's widespread. That's whites, blacks, Asians, Mexicans, everybody. Um, nobody alive today has ever owned or been a slave. So nobody should have to, quote unquote, right the wrong for slavery. Okay? And I've talked about this before too. Okay? People need to grow a pair of balls and not be so sensitive towards a lot of things. Okay? And everybody's like, oh, well, you're white. You can't tell a black person what they should be or shouldn't be offended of or what they shouldn't say is racist. Well, you know what? That's where you got to erase that kind of dialogue. Because racism, in my opinion, and I've said it before, requires intent. You intentionally do something to say this person is different or to, to, to make this item uh, a difference, you know, uh, to, to give a different message or whatever. And that's just not true a lot of times. You know, there was an ad, uh, uh, a marketing campaign or an ad in a, on TV or something. Um, the, the store, I think it was a clothing store, I think it was H&M maybe. And it showed, similar to, the, similar to the Jordan Miles garbage, part of the ad was a black family, you know, a mother and her, her toddler son, and the son had a shirt on 
that said cute little monkey or, or, or the cutest little monkey or whatever. Now, yes, I get it. I understand the connotation being that, you know, a lot of black people were called monkeys, you know, and that's wrong, obviously, you know, but racism is in the eye of the person seeing it. Okay. I look at it. My son is white and my sister, his aunt, you know, called him her little monkey all the time. And, you know, and it's like, it's just a, as a toddler, toddlers like to jump around and play and, and everything. And, um, that's where that goes, you know, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you see something as racist, you need to look in the mirror because you're the one that has the racist heart. If you think people are putting stuff out to make yourself look different. If you're going to say, oh, well, uh, this, this, this shirt is racist. Okay, you're saying that because you're trying to say somebody else is racist. But that person put it out with a pure intention. So it's not racist. You're looking at it as racist. So that's on you. And that's the same thing that I'll tell Jordan, that I would tell Jordan Miles. Is that obviously you have a racist heart if you think that something like that is racist. And that's the point that I've been, that I had been trying to get across. Okay. So that's that. And I've been going on for, you know, over 20 minutes now. Uh, but this is one of those non-sports, sports wire shows. <laughs> so I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, again, my name is Vinny Absola. Uh, you can find, you can follow me on Twitter at the Absola SWE. Follow Sportswire on Twitter and Instagram at Sportswire Audio. Uh, you can go to Sportswire Audio at gmail.com to email us, whatever you may want. Or go to sportswireaudio.com, brings you to our anchor.fm page. And you, from there, you can go ahead and donate to my No Shave November account uh, and pledge. Uh, pledge a donation. So, thank you all for listening. My name is Vinny Apicella. You can find us on every major podcast platform that you can think of. I am working on iHeartRadio. I am working on a couple of different ones. So, thank you all for listening. My name is Vinny Apicella. We'll see you tomorrow on Sportswire.